0: Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right.
1: Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face.
0: Oh, that's gross.
2: I'm
1: cutting this, by the way.
2: Bad Philosophy, episode 104, recorded on October 6, 2011.
0: Thinking different.
2: Hello, every welcome and one. To Bad Philosophy, episode 104. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, after a little bit of a hiccup, which, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be Bad Philosophy without, little. Yeah, without audio, but mainly video issues, um, we are here, broadcasting, live uh, with a chat room for the first time in a while. It, it, do you remember the last time we had a, a chat room
0: for an episode? I don't remember I had for breakfast yesterday.
2: That's unfortunate because what you had for breakfast yesterday is probably coming out
0: soon. No, I mean, my digestive tract was about an eight to ten hour journey. It's gone Mm. by now. It's gone by now?
2: No. Okay. Well, regardless, (laughs) we're back (laughs) um, broadcasting uh, live on the internet.
0: And uh, we've got a, a whole... Live?
2: Ape. Yeah, live <laughs> I like only. how you
0: put that question mark at the end when you saw it. <laughs> we're broadcasting live?
2: Live?
0: <laughs> I guess you could go... Because we're...
2: The video is choppy, but at least the audio is working consistently. I'm, I'm actually... I'm broadcasting the video through a, an app that uh, runs on my uh, iPhone 4. Kevin, could you could you scoot to the left just a little
0: bit so I'm you're in the... the kitty. Okay. The video doesn't matter. The video it's really does quality anyway.
2: It doesn't. Yeah, it's really kind of bad. Um, <laughs> but it's through an app on my iPhone because I'm a cheap bastard. I paid five bucks for that thing, and uh, I guess I I shouldn't expect too much from it. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's sort of working. And um, you paid five bucks for an iPhone. I did pay five bucks for an iPhone app. Is that does that make me is that expensive? Oh
3: is no, it? not the app. I I thought you were talking about the, the iPhone. Oh, cool.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> There's a D&D app I want that's about five bucks. Right. And I was like, you know, it's an expensive app. Let's introduce who's here. Uh, I'm Stephen Torrance. I'm your
2: host. I've got uh, Kevin Saunders next to me. Uh, I'm live, waving. Uh, in, in living color. In living, We're red and black today. So we're representing Texas Tech. And speaking of Texas Tech, we've got Jed Cummins back on the show. Welcome, Jed. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be back. Uh, also... We've got with us uh, Simon Ponder. Simon, welcome back to Bad Philosophy.
4: Uh, just a second. I'm texting my bio to you right now.
2: You, you,
0: what?
4: Uh, I'm texting my bio to you so we can have it for the show. Or so I can just with your phone.
0: He's, he's texting you his biography oh, so that you can read it on the show. I see. But really, he's texting you his biography so it'll make the camera go wibbly. <laughs>
2: but, the, the camera, but the video's not working, so it doesn't even matter. Um, anyways, we're all kind of gathered together. I, you know, as silly as this, this introduction has been, um, we're all gathered for, for really one reason. Um, Steve Jobs passed away yesterday. And um, I, I'm—I guess I'm kind of getting over it now, but it really—it really shook me up at the time. Um, I have to say, yeah. Really? I mean, come on.
0: I—I I mean, I—I was—I it, it hit me for about four minutes. Mm. Um, because I, I sort of sat back and I said, you know, this is this is one of the first icons of the computer generation to die. Yeah. And I said, that's a, that's a, that's why it was a momentous occasion for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, regardless of what he's done for my life, um, and, and that can be argued one way or the other. I only own one Apple device and I don't even use it anymore because I've switched to using my phone for all the things my iPod used to do. Um, but for revolutionizing the personal computer, which he had a big hand in, along with Bill Gates and Steve Wozniak and a few others, you know, Linus Torvald's in there somewhere and a couple of yeah. others. Um... But the thing about this, is those those guys, such as they are, the revolutionary thinkers, are all still alive, with the exception now of Steve Jobs. And so mm-hmm. that was why it was a momentous occasion for me. But I've never been, as you well know, Stephen, um, an <laughs> Apple <laughs> fan. An Apple fan, yeah. Um, um. No, there's anything wrong with that. I've, I've mellowed a little bit in my old age uh, in regards to being an, a fan of the Apple, or not, such as it is. But... I'm, I'm I'm less caring one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you like apples, well I'll give you a crap about it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that's what I do. Of course. But, um, so, I mean, that was why it was a momentous occasion. But I am a little curious to hear about someone who, who in certain ways, has devoted his career <laughs> to Steve Jobs um, and sort of the impact it had on you. Yeah, I mean...
2: So I work for Apple, and, and I'm speaking completely off the record here, you know, not, not as an Apple employee um, because all...
0: You're not allowed to speak as an Apple employee.
2: About, about this, um, but speaking as a human being, um, Steve Jobs ha- was a, a big uh, just influence on my psyche for a long time. You know, I, the, the, the Apple brand in general. So I, I started um, kind of noticing Macs probably around the early 2000s, yeah, you know, I kind of... Well, oh, actually, no. I take it back. The first time that I had any, I have any recollection of of really identifying a computer as a Macintosh as something fundamentally different from what I'd use um, was around 1996 or seven. Um, a friend of mine on a soccer team, his dad actually worked for uh, for Apple, um, making the. Um, <sighs> I think he was working on the, the G3, the PowerPC G3 processor. And uh, they all had Macs in. They had all Macs in their house. Uh, networked together. They had these games that I'd, I'd never seen on the PC before. Um, Marathon. SimCity 2000.
0: Marathon I, Marathon I SimCity for one. 2000.
2: I'll tell you that Marathon was one. That, that was the first game that I played over the network. Um, either Marathon or uh, Warcraft 2. Uh, I played
0: over there. Also network. available for the PC.
2: I know. But, okay, Marathon was back in <laughs> Swiss. There was one called uh, Damage Incorporated that was uh, basically a, um, a Wolfenstein ripoff, um, Or maybe a Quake. No, Wolfenstein, yeah. Uh, and then there was SimCity 2000. I, I first played SimCity 2000 on uh, a Macintosh. Uh, like a Performer or something. You know, not one of the good Macintoshes. like one of the mid-90s beige Macintoshes. But it was... It was such a cool experience for me, and that was, I think, the first time I, I realized that this is this company is different, and they're about something different. And uh, in the early two thousands, the iPod came out, and I'm just gonna, let me finish. Ah. Let me finish. The iPod came out, the you know Mac OS X came out. These these beautiful revolutionary systems after Steve Jobs came back. You know, the iMac was was out, and and uh, and I noticed that, and I was like, this is this is cool. You know, this is not. The beige, frustrating, floppy-driven command-line user experience that I'm used to. This is something fundamentally better, and uh, I just, I, I kind I guess, I kind of gravitated to the aesthetics of the, the Apple brands more than anything. And uh, I wanted a Mac for a long time. I like, I skinned my PC <laughs> to be Mac OS X when I first got it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I wanted that GUI. Um, and then finally, when uh, I could get my parents to pay a significant portion of it, I got a Mac for, uh, for college. And I, and I had a MacBook Pro for four and a half years before it finally crapped out. Um, it, was, it was the best computer I've ever owned, and, and I'll never go back. Like, I will never get a PC again, um, as long as Macs are, are available, because they're, they're both. They're, they're a more stable experience for me. They're, there's a design and a, and a purpose behind them. And I think behind all Apple products, my first Apple product was an iPod. I think that was the same for a yes, lot sir. of people.
0: Yeah, my, that was my only Apple product. Yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, I mean, enough about me. So, Jed, Kevin, or um, Simon, like, what what's been your <clears throat> relationship to Apple? And like, what how when do you first remember like being aware of kind of the momentous nature of of Steve Jobs?
4: Well, and you know, I remember Apple's you know, always being in the classroom, you know, I was in elementary school and middle school. Um, and I used them, and I liked them. They were, you know, they were just there. Uh, my first really aha moment with a Mac would have been my senior, junior or senior year in high school. I was editing a lot of video for class, had to do it on a PC. The teacher brought in their personal Mac, um, edited video on the Mac, and went, wow, it. it doesn't crash. Yeah. Um, so so that was my uh, so I you know got a Mac for college, uh, got a job at tech and you know bought one of the first you know and it was the first generation iPod as like first you know purchase after getting a job at tech, um, and now I have an iPhone and I have a MacBook. This is my third Mac computer. Yeah.
2: And what about you, Jed?
3: I think much like Simon, I was back in the day with elementary school. Is what I really remember. Um, But then my first, you know, using the (coughs) and you know, I remember them kind of being the redheaded stepchild, as it were. You know, because you couldn't use Internet Explorer, you couldn't use Office in the same way. Yeah. But, you know, I I do remember I actually won my first product was an iPod Mini. And I won it when I was an RA in my undergrad for getting a bunch of people to fill out a survey, basically. And so that was my first product from Apple. And I remember not being impressed so much by the product at the time, but being impressed by iTunes. Yeah. It just... Like, smacked Windows Media Player in the face as far as functionality and ability to do something simple like print off a track list for a a bad day when people made mix CDs. So, like, that is when I first, I guess, recognize the elegance design, which I think is something that. That everybody else has brought up at this point.
2: So yeah, and, and I, I definitely feel you there. You mentioned the the iPod Mini. Um, my actually, I bought my dad his first Apple product was an iPod Mini, uh, and it lasted a good six years of, of him using it to, to mow the lawn, to to uh, you know listen at the gym, to you know just do all sorts of stuff. Um, it was it was quite um, it was quite neat, and it was it was like. I got my first iPod, and that that got me hooked, Uh, but getting that for him, you know, I've slowly tried to ease my family into the Apple world. Uh, I've got my mom an iPad, uh, my dad an iPod Touch now, and um, I really want to get them a Mac (coughs) at some point, Um, because really, like, my mom has always, they've always had these barriers to to getting into things like like Facebook or, you know, image sharing and stuff like that, and the, the Mac... And just the Apple products in general just kind of break down those barriers. And I, think, I feel like that was one of the real goals of, of Steve Jobs was just from the very beginning, let's make computing something that everybody can do, that you, you don't have to read. Like the, I, I, I volunteer at the Goodwill Computer Museum, and uh, I've seen like, the, the manuals for the IBM PC for DOS. And they're like these thick, you know, two-inch thick manuals. With, with everything you can possibly do. And, uh, oh, bless you. Steven, I want And you really do oh, have to read through, through all of them just to get an <laughs> idea of how to use the product.
4: Uh, I wanted to address something that Kevin said in chat when he was talking about, um, let me just go back to the comment. Uh, the one thing you don't like about Apple's aesthetic is the sometimes gaping holes in features and products, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, that's always been an Apple thing. Apple's always been that way. They've always, you know, they know what they want to but they're not going to do it on your timeline. They're going to do it on their timeline. Yeah, you know, for it's like, sure. It's like the iPhone 5. Everyone's making the iPhone 5, the iPhone 5, the iPhone 5. Apple's not ready to release the iPhone 5. I'm,
0: I'm not talking about those sorts of things so much as, as when the product's coming out. I'm, I'm thinking of things that... And and the the most glaring example, and I hate to bring it back up because it's really not an issue anymore, but there are other things like that. I'm just not in tune with the Apple aesthetic anymore or what they're doing. <laughs> the copy and paste on the iPhone.
2: Yeah. The fact that wasn't there. I from mean that's the
0: that's one of those things that yeah. is a relatively simple thing to do. I know it's a relatively simple thing to do, because every other phone that was a smartphone at the time could do it. Yeah. And the iPhone did not for a though. very long time. Mm-hmm. It was cumbersome but possible. Yeah, and and the thing about the Apple aesthetic is if it's if it's a little bit unpleasant to use, they'd rather not. They'd rather pretend it doesn't exist than actually try it and say, "Well, that's a little cumbersome, but it's what the best thing we can do right now."
2: But that's kind of the point. It's like if you're if you're going to do something, do it right.
0: That, well,
2: that what would, is right? Yeah. Well, do it in a way that do it in a way that makes sense. That's easy to use. That's consistent, and the thing is, with, yes, I mean, okay. BlackBerry had copy and paste. It. You know, the the Motorola razor sort of had copy and paste ish, but
0: Razor wasn't really a smartphone. It wasn't a
2: smartphone. The the Palm devices had copy and paste,
0: but it was. Th- I'm pretty sure the Newton had copy and paste. <laughs> Probably did.
2: But the Newton was pre-Steve Jobs. He actually didn't like the Newton. He thought it was way it was ahead of its time, yes, but it was not. The world was not ready for that kind of a device yet.
0: Yeah, but every PDA in existence that that all failed. All the PDAs failed. I'm they owe their argue. existence to the Newton. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and they all had copy and paste. Yeah. Okay, but that's getting, getting that, on these. Again, things. that's the sort of thing that they'll do. And then they'll release it eventually and go, look, it has this. And everybody's like, yay. Okay. And, I, and I want to go, but you should have had that to begin with. But Here's the thing. I mean, look at,
2: and you know, a lot has been said about this already. But, you know, look at the iPhone when it first came out. There was nothing like that on the market at the time. A responsive touchscreen with, you know, a fast web browser that, that was the full web on a device. Not this this pared down mobile web that, that a bunch of people had been getting. Look at the iMac when it first came out. That sort of all-in-one computer that that had a slot loading CD drive and all kinds of I mean, the, the USB without a floppy drive. Look at the Macintosh in 1984. That all-in-one system that was that was just fast and responsive and had had graphics that were just a a leap beyond anything at the time, about beyond, you know, command line interfaces that were the, the norm. Apple has always been about looking five years in the future, and, and maybe they don't get everything. Maybe they, they skip a few things in going way ahead. But you get most of the, these very advanced features very early. Mac OS X, you know, in, in the days of, of Windows XP, was, was far beyond that in terms of graphical capability and, you know, multitasking. And the, the, the core that it was built on was just so much more stable than this. <coughs>
0: I'm sorry. Okay.
2: but um, I Linux Linux was developed after the the Unix mock kernel that Mac OS X was based on that was developed next. I mean, that that predated Linux. Even though it was the same sort of concept at the core of it, Linux came later.
0: <laughs> okay. Unix. <laughs> there. I right, fixed my all right, sneeze. All right, whatever.
2: But, I mean, the thing is... We're getting kind of kind of away from the topic, which is is kind of you know Steve Jobs and what he meant to our generation. Like say what you will about the Apple products, but the man did things that just go went counter to what everybody else was doing. You know he was he had, he was a businessman that had an aesthetic quality had an aesthetic taste, and and that was what was really unique about it. Um, Kind of about the Kiki. So, so we we just brought in uh, Kiki Cannon. Um, Kiki, what are what are kind of your thoughts on this subject? Like when you when you heard that Steve Jobs died, what were your what were your thoughts?
1: I kind of have to preface by saying that everything I know about Steve Jobs comes from the the movie Pirates of Silicon Valley, so I may <laughs> not exactly have accurate information. <laughs> so I said you probably didn't want me to comment on this because I really don't care. Uh, but the, um, I don't know. I mean, he did a lot of good stuff and I, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody can deny that. I mean, he definitely is a person that helped shape the modern world, you know, and yeah. and that can't be argued.
2: So I just want to take a moment to say, uh, the video seems to be better again. <laughs> um, it's not choppy anymore. It may be, you know, it may have been network bandwidth, um, my roommate might have been downloading something. So, Kevin, you should you should lean in so that you're in I'm the
0: reading the chat.
2: You can reposition that. You can pull it closer towards you if you need to. No, like the whole table. You can pull the whole table closer toward you. And then you can lean back. Yeah. You can Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Hello everybody, Kevin Saunders. huh, <sighs> so one of the cool things I think that that's been happening recently, and and I can just say that this has been happening, you know, not no inside information here. Um, folks have been putting like sticky notes and flowers and candles at Apple stores. Seriously, I I'm, I won't begrudge them that. Um, some at more than than others, but uh, it's it's been cool, you know, to see kind of the the outpouring of of support and. Um, and love really that's you know just come from from everybody who uses an Apple product like uh, one of the things that that someone mentioned is we most of us probably all found out about Steve Jobs death on an Apple product (laughs) not me Uh, Kevin didn't um, but I did I was on my iPhone I found um, out about it through Twitter
0: which Steve Jobs had nothing to do with but Twitter on my iPhone you know um,
1: Twitter on my PC so there you go Twitter on
0: my Android device (laughs) so Jed
1: Simon
2: how'd y'all find out
4: uh, I found out on my
2: iPhone.
3: Mm-hmm. I found out on my iPhone and then tweeted about it on my MacBook Pro. So,
5: <laughs> and mean, it was you know, just- the
3: argument could be made that Twitter is has nothing to do with him. But I think I think maybe in you know I'm going to steal somebody else's words here because I think that's what I often do on the show. But um, I think this comment rings true of the the importance that he had on the technology and really creative community in general. And this is from John Lasseter,
5: hmm. who
3: is of Pixar Disney fame. So he saw the potential of what Pixar could be before the rest of us and beyond what anyone ever imagined. And I think you could replace Pixar with many things yeah, uh, based on it. And I think that's, that's the importance of this person. And, and yes, there are many other important people that have had great impact on the community and life as we know it. But I think he had impact in a lot of areas that was far-reaching.
2: Right. And and I have to agree with you. I, I guess that was trying, guess what, part of what I was trying to say earlier is just, just he took things that he, Steve Jobs didn't really invent anything, and I have to kind of credit the, the folks on Twitter who did a fantastic retrospective live right after the news came out. I watched it this morning. They they had they were broadcasting at the time um, and did about a two hour retrospective, bringing various guests on, and uh, it was just really moving uh, what they were able to put together. Because the mainstream uh, broadcasts were very um, canned. It felt like like they had their their you know clip rolls. Um, just waiting to come out, and they had all their, their pre-prepared quotes that they were going to give and everything, and then they just kind of looped that. But um, Twit, I have to give them a lot of credit for, for being very spontaneous, very genuine. Um, you know, These are people who, in some cases, knew Steve Jobs, worked with him, covered the products a lot. Um, but one of the things that, that Leo Laporte mentioned on there was Steve Jobs really didn't invent anything. He took ah. existing ah. technologies and made them Better in some way, or commercialize them, or package them in a different way that made them products. Um, because you know, a, a, dis- a display by itself, a computer by itself, an internet connection by itself is not a product. But you put all of those things together in, in a in an accessible, in a unique, in a in a, an aesthetically pleasing way, and it becomes a product that somebody wants to buy and use and make a part of their life. And that's what Steve Jobs did is he, is he saw that, that ability for technology to be something like that when everybody else saw it as simply a utility, you know, or a, um, you know, everybody else was talking about speeds and feeds and processors and, and you know, megahertz and everything. He saw a product there, yeah. You know.
0: But I think, and, and this is, and, and while that exists and that was in the recent history of Apple and certainly was, I think it's interesting to go back and see Steve Wozniak and, and to see his more recent talks about the innovations that he put forth oh, yeah. that existed that then this other Steve came and implemented. Oh, sure. And, and that's, that, that's um, which is always, interesting that's of, of been, itself.
2: That's always been Steve's thing is he would take, I mean, look, Johnny Ive, um, Don Hertzfeld. Um, I don't know what these things are. Uh, just, is it Don Hertzfeld or Andy Hertzfeld? I think Don Hertzfeld. Which one is Rejected cart That's Andy, right?
0: Whatever. Don. I'm lost. You've, what, you've said guy, words. Rejected
4: Cartoons Mac. is Don.
2: What? Rejected car-
4: Cartoons is Don Hertzfeld.
2: Don Hertzfeld. So Andy Hertzfeld, um, who worked on the Mac. Um, but he would take all these really talented engineers and and see potential in them and, and cause them to do great things. Yet, And in no case was it his adventure. One of the things they talked about, um, one of the things Leo Laporte talked about is, um, I think Steve Jobs once got an offer to produce a uh, a, a breakout program for $5,000, and he went to Steve Wozniak and said, can you make me a breakout program for $500, and, and Wozniak was like, sure, and so he made the program, and Steve paid him $500, and Steve Jobs got $4,500, <laughs> um, and Wozniak didn't find out about this until many, many years later, um, but it still didn't It didn't really irk him that much, and I guess yeah, okay. He exploited a lot of people along the way, but that's kind of what (laughs) business comes out. That's kind of what business is about. It's about taking something. For lesser value and turning and through some sort of magic in between, turning it into, into something. I'm not arguing with you
0: at all. There, I'm yeah. not arguing at all. There, although <laughs> so I would like, I matter. would like to bring up the point that you said earlier, though that I raised my hand up and you said, "Let okay. me finish," Okay. because it dovetails very nicely into here. Mm-hmm. You said that Apple did things and Steve Jobs did things very differently from everybody else, but he was doing the same thing everybody else was doing, but better. Okay. Because, I, I'll, I'll, because I'll accept
2: that. He was yeah. making
0: computers that people wanted to buy. And and the thing is, I'm pretty sure when it comes to personal computers, which all MacBooks are, Yeah. Um, you know, we use PC and Mac as like they're different things, but they're all PCs. But in that sense, I'm pretty sure the other PC companies combined still have MacBeat. Uh
2: yeah, mac. Apple overall in the personal computer space is up to something like twenty-five percent market share,
0: which isn't which bad.
2: is amazing. Like I, I, remember when it was like five.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> long know? ago that it was um, it was much much lower. Um, so they keep going up, but and that's and that's not so bad. Here's
2: here's an interesting link from the chat room. Steve Jobs has a number of patents. Thank you, Simon. No. Um, I yeah, I was not aware of that, but that's cool.
0: I don't you know. know that. Okay. There's a weird
2: relationship between getting a patent well, well, and actually inventing something. Okay. I don't know what that is, though. What, Simon? His yeah, name Kim is Kim a part of the patent. Okay. Uh, by the way, everybody. I mean, yes,
1: Edison we... had a lot of patents, but Edison invented nothing. He just stole other people's ideas. So, and, and the comparison totally has been made, I think, thing. quite
2: quite aptly between Steve Jobs and, and Thomas Edison. I, um, somebody asked in the chat room. I think it was you, Kiki, uh, If I'm drinking a PBR, and uh, yes, I'm. Uh, Kevin and I are both drinking uh, the wonderful Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> beverage. Uh, the delicious Pabst Blue Ribbon. And, and eating some delicious cookies at the same time. And, beer uh, and cookies. Beer and cookies. And and the taste combination is uh, sublime.
0: <laughs> I dig it. It's, yeah.
2: Well, I will, something I will else.
1: say that even, even, even without the, the patents and stuff, I think it's wrong to say that Steve Jobs never invented anything. Because he invented two things that became very popular, uh, at least on the marketing end. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, he invented the uh, the short film as commercial, and yeah. the other is... Did he invent that? He invented... The Super Bowl commercial. I mean, he invented the only thing that makes me ever care about the Super Bowl in, in any year. Hmm. So, you know, I guess that's that's probably, you know, two things that I think you can say he probably did invent. Because they seem like ideas that he would have come up with uh, as part of his marketing thing. But, yeah, I mean, he probably he did, he didn't build any technology. But I, I think it's wrong to say he didn't create anything.
2: Right. And... I-
4: and he also you know his name is a lot of, on a lot of these patents because you have to remember that you know the famous Steve Jobs teardown where it's you know a few nights before wwDC and he's tearing apart a product because he hates it and he wants it to be better yeah and he's got ideas on how to make it better i mean that's I mean, there's, you, it, you know
2: it's kind there's of like been it was a, a rabid, stories about that yeah it was like this rabid perfectionism like he and and he talks about there's a great um speech that he did, uh, the commencement speech at Stanford in 2005, where he talks about this calligraphy class that he, he audited at Reed College, and how that sort of imbued him with a lot of these aesthetic uh, values. And and I think from a philosophical standpoint... Another thing he
1: invented...
2: Uh, it was just kind of finished with... Uh, the from, the from font the philis- system... The what? The...
1: the- the fact that we have so many fonts on computers—that was all Steve Jobs because of that calligraphy class.
2: Oh yeah, oh very much so. Like, and he and what's one of the things he says in that speech is is that later, you know, ten years later when he was making the Macintosh, that he he thought about that. He, or ten years, I guess, yeah, around there. Um, several years later, when he was making the Macintosh, he was like, "Oh well, we you know we have to put." a lot of thought into how we're going to do the font spacing and how many fonts are going to be on the system and how they're going to be displayed. Like That's, a, that's an important thing for this computer to have. Um, and that just, you know, nobody else would have thought about that at the time. <laughs> you know, he, he, he just kind of lived at that, that intersection between technology and liberal arts. Um, so Kevin is looking through a lot of the patents here, and it's mostly like the housings well, for, I mean, for the, it's, uh, they're, the they're mostly
0: designed... Um, yeah. Elements, which is fine, but you also look at it and there's 20 people on the design list. Yeah, sure. And, and it Steve includes Jobs is, Steve Jobs. one
2: of them because he probably came into a room and was like, "That one." <laughs> you know? Well, like, I mean, he kind of of said You know, of the you, you know, you, you have out. different
0: colors for the iPad nano, Nanos. He says, "I like these colors and not those colors," and that's you know a design. Yeah. Um, Again I don't begrudge him any of this, you know. He he did something and they put his name on the patent. Also he was the CEO. Yeah. You know, he can come in and say my name's on the patent and they've signed the contracts that say okay you can do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we don't know the back room stuff. so it's hard to say exactly how his name got on them, but
2: And and we may never know a lot of the stories and that's that's where I'm I'm kinda sad, is is just like there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that happened behind oh, the scenes. Oh we'll get
0: a tell all in three years. From who? Everybody. <laughs> no, somebody, somebody, some journalist out there is out there right now putting out as many contacts as they can to start working on the, the biography. Unauthorized. No, but I mean, no, biography. there are there are real biographies that, that that come about like this. You well, go and the, you the, talk the, to everybody. The
2: actual authorized biography is coming out very soon. It's already been completed. Like yeah, that, but who wants an
0: authorized biography? Well, i <laughs> Steve Jobs. I don't. Mr. I don't want an authorised biography of anybody. I,
2: I'm sure he will be one of those people that just gets studied extensively for the next few decades. Like, definitely going to happen. Like, not, no question about it. Um, and, and he really... Some, somebody asked, I think it was Jenny Jardin tweeted this, that she was asked uh, by some mainstream news guy, who's the next Steve Jobs? And she says, there won't ever be a next Steve Jobs. There won't ever be another one. Like the, he, he's such a unique individual that there will be people who do things of a certain caliber in uh-huh. in other ways, but there won't be anyone else who does things the way that he did in in that unique combination. Like he is, he's the the Edison of our era, the Beethoven, the the uh, Gutenberg, you know, of our of our. Give you
0: Gutenberg, Beethoven's yeah. a stretch. <laughs> Bach. <laughs> No, no, no! None of those. Those are artists. He was a designer. There's a difference.
5: All right. Not a bad thing,
0: but there is a difference.
2: There's there's a lot of art in design, though.
0: Yes. There's a lot of reading and writing in making code, but a code maker is not (laughs) a novelist. Not a novelist. Okay. All right. (laughs)
5: Um, So we're.
1: I was I was thinking today about like why why I felt such... I'm not sure if animosity would be there, but, like, why I didn't like Steve Jobs as much as I liked Steve Wozniak or Bill Gates or a lot of the other kind of famous computer guys. And I think it was because Steve Jobs felt like an annoying hipster before there were annoying hipsters. Mm -hmm. Which, if you think about it, is probably the most annoying hipster thing to be. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so I I think that just kind of annoyed me. Is he felt like he was playing in my field without being one of us. You know, like, right. that, oh, you're playing in our sandbox, but you're not one. of Like, you're the outsider. And I don't know if that's the right thing to feel, but I think it was the feeling that I got from him the whole time. And I think that was off-put, and a lot of people were.
2: Well, you know, I, I always look forward to to a Steve Jobs keynote. Um i'm glad that a lot of them are on youtube that that folks can watch them because i think that the powerful presentation style can be used in a bunch of different realms not just technology like he certainly had he i think the way that uh, andy anatko put it um it was like he had this secret that he he was just so excited to tell you and he'd be waiting he'd been waiting for like two years to tell you this secret and uh he was finally getting to, to reveal that and it was like he would he would just say things during it like isn't that cool? You know? And it was just like, ah, oh, that's what, you know, a friend of yours would say. If you'd been working on this really cool thing in his shed, and then it was, like, finally bring it out into the world. Like a, you know, car restoration or something. In the- yeah.
0: But to be fair, and I'm not, I'm not arguing, but to be mm-hmm. fair, that can be created. That's yeah, what marketing of course, does. Of
2: course. But... Uh, we've got to say goodbye to Kevin yeah. Saunders. It's his. Bedtime. It is my bedtime. Um, I
0: get up very early in the morning to, <laughs> to go watch, teach uh, students things. I'll take a cookie. You want a cookie? Yeah, and I'm, I'm taking my beer with me too. So um, okay, yeah, please do. But uh, uh, it's been fun, folks. I I do. I crash at ten o'clock, so I have to go. Okay. Um, go to sleep. Otherwise, I'll be on the road.
2: But um, I, I will. I will continue broadcasting here and uh, and kind of finish things up for the uh, for the show. Um. Thank you, Kevin, for, for coming by. Yeah. Bye, Kevin. Take my toys and go home. He's Later, thinking, Kevin! And by toys, he means beer. Yeah, <laughs> bye, um, beer.
3: Bye, bye. I do um, want to respond to, and this may be a bit unfair since the person who made this comment is leaving, but I think I see Kiki is having oh, a similar Ah, we can talk point. about him now. And I don't know exactly how it was phrased. It was essentially... People who, you know, being an artist makes you better at something or, you know, like there's a lot of art in whatever, mm-hmm. writing and coding and designing computers, things like that. And I, and I guess just what I said earlier is the point I want to make is there's an art in in doing what he did that made him better at it, you know, right. just just like... You again, there's there are similarities between being a programmer and being a writer in that they both use words to do things, you know, to, to convey an idea, one to a person, one to a machine. But having an art in either, you know, like having a I guess you know, and I guess very much that, that certain something makes you better at it and makes it better. And I think that was that is the value that he brought to many
2: fields. Mm-hmm. It's and I I completely agree. Yeah, that that and just values in general. You know, having having a core set of principles to to stick to in in such a, a murky world as technology. You know, I just I feel like it's it's so easy um and I'm guilty of this too. It's so easy in the technology world to just start talking about, "Oh, I've got so much RAM, and the, this has this many graphics pipes, and all this, and it's, he, Steve kind of went beyond that and asked the question, so what, uh, you know, it, we have the what, but what's, what's the so what, um, and I think that's lacking, you know, you look at uh, 4G technology, is, is just the best uh, counter example, um, it's this, it's this technology that, um, that kind of got rushed out, that got overbranded, and you, you saw all the cell phone companies just pushing it and, and just saying, look how fast it is. Look how fast it is. It's so fast. And just not telling you, okay, why, why does that matter? You know, what does what fast get me? Does it, does it mean that, okay, well, I can watch YouTube videos better? Well, I can watch YouTube videos on 3G. Uh, you know so what it, they they did a very poor job of of conveying the the so what behind the technology it's got a 12, you know 12 megapixel is, camera Stephen? so what because
1: it, that's hmm. why shut up <laughs>
2: well the why is a big portion there's a great um ted talk i forget by whom but um who t- this guy talks about the um kind of the the circles of uh, of influence and it's the you have to go beyond what you're doing and talk and and how you're doing it and talk about the why like people buy why you do a certain thing like if i if I had to give an example in terms of, of bad philosophy, I do it because i a because i i i enjoy it it's personally enriching for for me uh, and I believe that that we everybody has uh not just a right but um sort of a, a privilege to to be heard in the uh, in the internet age. Like we're doing this because we enjoy putting ourselves out there, and and we should put ourselves out there to generate a conversation and to to build a community, uh, because it, it ultimately connects us so much more and keeps us keeps us thinking and keeps us questioning. Um, it's not you know, I do a show because I, I want to you know be famous or I want you know recognition or something. It's I do it because I like you people and, and this, this experience of, of uh, you know, being live and, and chatting with uh, all of y'all online here. Um, so speaking of, of that sort of involvement, um, where, where we would normally do the form squeeze, <laughs> we can uh, take some questions from the chat room and uh, we, we have a few viewers in here and I would be happy to, to take questions for um, any of our guests today. So uh, go for it, y'all. Like, I've seen some some really great discussion in here already, and uh, I think there was a, a question a little ways back that I wanted to address, but... Um...
1: Oh, Stephen. Mm-hmm. May, may I just say the one thing that I honestly will miss now that Steve Jobs is gone? What's that? Um, I will actually that there being someone in the world that Bill Gates is able to be a supervillain for. <laughs> because that was awesome to watch.
2: No kidding. Like,
1: it was awesome to watch Steve Steve Jobs go like, we have this company called Bungie and they're making us a real-time strategy game called Halo and watching <laughs> Bill Gates just come in and go, nope, it's mine now. And it's going yep. to be the biggest thing I ever sell. You know, yeah. like, I just loved that. It was great.
2: That and... um and Steve being able to say things like uh, iTunes is uh, a drink of, is like giving a glass of water to someone in hell. iTunes on Windows, <laughs> um, which which, just, which
4: is so strange because towards the end they were becoming you know good friends. Yeah, and they would still talk so much crap about each other.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 you know they they were so frenemies. They were like the definition of frenemies. <laughs> So oh, it's
1: just awesome to watch one or the other of them cuz Steve Jobs stole stuff from him too like it was just it was like watching an epic struggle of like crazy millionaire mm-hmm. tech guys you know influencers yeah
2: you know groundbreakers uh but Bill Gates was a very different different type of, of mogul I think um very very business heavy like he he definitely knew how to mass-produce something and sell it to a lot of companies and a lot of people very quickly, but he didn't really have the aesthetic taste of, of Steve Jobs, and he admitted that. Um, it, it was They were just very different types of, of successes, I think. Um, they did business in very different ways. So, Kiki, we've got a question for you uh, from Hisu. When's your birthday?
1: Oh, it's August 28th. Not that you would know it, because... Steven takes forever to uh do the editing
2: but mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to apologize about that. Um I it that whole end of September was extremely busy in a number of ways. Uh we were since I volunteer at the Goodwill Computer Museum, we were uh doing a redesign and implementing that of uh of the the museum space and so there was a lot of crunch time on it as well as just um you know, work as always. But one of the things that that I mentioned that I did want to talk about here before the end is is just, you know, the the death of Steve, and and just seeing the passion that he put forward for everything that he did has kind of re inspired me, and and I'm really committed once again to this podcast. Like I, I admit I've, I've been slacking off. Uh, it took me. <laughs> a month in, I think, one of the cases of the recent episodes to, to post that up. And uh, and I apologize about that. You know, I'm sorry that, that it took me that long, but... I, you know, one of the reasons why I, uh, why we tried to at least get the the stream up tonight is I want to get back to, to having that direct involvement with, with you, our, our community. And, uh, if you're listening to this on the website, as the vast majority of you probably are, because we only have nine viewers in here and half of them are, are our guests, um, if you're listening to this, know that you know, from this point on, we want to start having shows on a consistent basis. And by consistent, I mean a weekly basis. Uh, If it works for everybody, we want to do Friday uh, afternoon slash early evening, so like between five and six. Um, I'll be pre-booking guests about uh, a month out in advance and trying to get some... You know, local luminaries, the same way we had professors on from Texas Tech, we want to get, um, we want to get professors, uh, from UT potentially, and I've got a few contacts that might make that happen. Uh, we also want to get, since, you know, Austin is such a big, uh, town for, for so many different industries, technology and, uh, environmental, uh, business and all these, we want to get more, um, we want to get more influential local people, uh, from this, from the Austin community. So I I'll be, I'll be really doubling down on that. I have two days off every week. Uh, one of them is going to be for goodwill because uh, I really I, I'm also very committed to that to the museum and I want to make that happen. The other will be for, for bad philosophy. So uh, and I'm, I'm so excited to to bring in the community involvement much more. Uh, it's going to be on our Facebook page. It's going to be on our through our Twitter stream. Uh, we're going to try to live stream at least the audio for every single episode. We're going to try to archive the video. Uh, this is uh, livestream dot is the the site that i 'm trying out now, and it seems to be technologically uh, the the best combination of all the different services. Uh, yes, it has advertisements um, I may be able to remove those if we can get three hundred and fifty dollars a month, <laughs> which is a lot but hey it 's not it 's not beyond the realm of possibility um, but we 're going going forward we 're going to turn this into a legit podcast, and that doesn 't mean we have to have a thousand legit thousand or two thousand or three thousand viewers per episode but it's gonna be we're gonna start having some standards again (laughs) some values
1: oh well no i can't do standards well you can
2: then kiki you can shove right off but you know it would be we would be honored to have you on board because you know you you and you know simon jed y'all have all been here through a significant portion of this podcast and uh, y'all are a big part of, of who we are um so you know, it's what are you not going to do like, to
4: improve audio quality?
2: Yeah, so it's going to be little things. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to get better, more consistent audio quality for every episode. I, one of the things I want to do is get uh, headsets for everyone, um, possibly even buying them for y'all so that y'all can have them uh, and have you know the same sort of audio quality across the board. Um, getting more microphones for live people so we can have three, four people in a in a live episode um You're a mad. camera will come eventually work. but when the bandwidth is is good this this iphone uh, app seems to be working great uh so i think the the choppiness we saw earlier was just due to my roommate downloading stuff so maybe i'll i'll make a deal with him to uh not be on the BitTorrents when uh, when we're doing an episode
4: no porn for roommates
2: <laughs> i think he's just into a lot of british television which is great as you know but not when we're doing a podcast um, no Dr. Headsets, who. you know, that's a good question, Jed. Uh, something by Plantronics. You know, Matt's Matt's headset that we had for some of those early episodes was fantastic. So I wouldn't mind getting a few more of those. Uh, the DSP one that filters out noise, so we could potentially have more like um, episodes in a public space, uh, but still with, with good audio quality. Uh, but you know, we'll get there, and and that's what I'm committed to is is building up this podcast again. Because now that we got Kevin here, we've got Eric Butlik in town. I've got no excuse anymore. I've got I've got the time, and it's it's time to commit to it. So, um, any any sort of final thoughts? Um,
4: Next week on the podcast, we are going to discuss Occupy Stephen. That's yes, Occupy, occupy Steven. St-
2: I would I would love to talk about all the Occupy. So, you know, it was an Occupy Austin uh, as well. It seems like that's kind of a trend. Again. I'm
1: I'm going to Occupy Savannah this weekend. Oh, really? So, yeah.
2: Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll definitely so, so this weekend. So next week, you'll be able to talk about it, huh? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, and if they're still out uh, this weekend, I'm gonna try and get some photos and video of Occupy San Antonio. So if, I think if each each one of us got a little video segment, that could actually improve your little podcast.
2: Yeah, I would love to. You know, if y'all if y'all send me the videos, I I have a Mac uh, and I can put them together in iMovie and post it to the website. I'll probably get a, an official. Uh, YouTube channel set up for us, but at the very least, all of our our episodes should be on live stream, uh, and I'll try to integrate that with the website, which, by the way, I spent a lot of today just doing little improvements to the website, cleaning up a a lot of the old posts, re-enabling comments on, like, the first 30 episodes because they were turned off for some reason, Um, you know, cleaning up uh, the, the descriptions, like, changing things like we're a bunch of bored college students to a bunch of bored former college students, uh and you know all kinds of things like that. So we're uh we're getting there so slowly but surely. Uh it's always it's always a project, you know. We got to keep the ball rolling. We always got to have something more we can improve on.
4: So exceeded uh the chat limit for this. I am upset.
2: Do what? Nah. It always so says
1: that it. you just have to resend.
2: <laughs> were you trying to spam the chat, Simon?
4: I was trying to post the link for Jed, but it wouldn't let me post it.
2: Oh boy. Well.
1: Censorship!
2: <laughs> all right. So we can go ahead and wrap things up on here. Um, I'll, I'll talk for Kevin. You can uh, always find him on uh, twitter.com slash Kevson, K E V S A U uh, N D. you can follow me at, uh, twitter.com slash s torrents, S T O Uh, Kiki, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, Twitter voice of Kiki. Cool. Uh, Simon, what about you, man?
4: Uh, @sevenpilot.net and uh Twitter.com slash linear
2: Awesome. And uh Jed, I, it's been great having you on the show again. It's actually been longer than uh than I would have liked since the last time we had you Yay, on. Jed. I'm glad you were able to make it, man. Seriously. So um where where can what what have you been up to lately and where can people find out about some of it?
3: Um I've just been working full time and that's really been taking a lot of, a lot of my Free time up, unfortunately. Um, but if you want to follow me, as usual, you can find me on twitter.com slash linux, L-I-N-N-I-X.
2: Cool. And uh, you can, of course, leave questions for the show. Uh, we'll normally answer them in the form squeeze at the end, but uh, we, we kind of skipped over that this time because we had uh, live viewers in, in the chat room, which is cool. Um, that would be at me slash philosophy. And you can, of course, uh, going up forward in the future, watch us now live and uh, participate in the episode as we record it. Uh, that's going to be at livestream.com/badphilosophy. And one of the things I'll try to have going on that that website is uh, at our on our channel. We'll have the uh, previous episodes rolling in kind of a um, kind of a loop there on the on the site, so you can go there and, and watch some video from uh, from previous shows. Uh, so we appreciate you all, uh, everybody in the chat room, for, for making it tonight, and we appreciate you for listening. Uh, we're, we're all going to miss Steve. Uh, you know, No matter which, what you think of the man's uh, actions or his products, you got to admit, he was, he was one hell of a guy. So we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy.
5: And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in spin. And there's no telling who that it's naming. Was the loser, now will be later to win. For the times they are changing.
0: Wow, that's not what I expected when I clicked on ProCasting.com.
2: Ho ho! You gotta go deeper into the
4: (laughs) site,
0: man. It's 90s porn. (laughs) porn. (laughs) She's wearing knee
2: pads. Yeah, that's just. And very little
5: else. Don't stand in the doorway Don't block up the hall For oh, he that gets hurt Will be he who has stalled The battle Outside region. Alright, every th- Notice every time I get a text The video
2: switches orientation <laughs> Look at it. see?
0: Everybody who has Steven's number start texting him Please don't, please don't, you're gonna ruin the show <laughs>
4: I've been doing it this whole time. Oh,
0: man. I've texted you twice already. Thank <laughs> F- you, Kevin. <laughs> F- you.
5: Criticize what you can't understand. Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command. Your old road is rapidly aging. Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand. For the times, they are changing
3: I think that Think Different really gets at the heart of the various opinions of the folks who were in this episode.
1: Okay. Lee, think differently. No, ah!
2: no. no, no, Kiki. No, Steve Jobs strong, says no.
5: The curse it is cast. The slow one now will later be fast. As the present now will later be past. The order is rapidly fading, and the first one now will later be last, for the times they are a-changing.